I think let's get this started. Um, thank you everyone for joining our webinar today, uh, titled, What is uh, this TSOX thing everyone is talking about? Um, if you haven't met me before, um, I'm Taryn. I'm the marketing manager here at Encona. We're an international uh, training and consulting firm. Uh, TSAX is something relatively new, so to speak, something I certainly don't know a lot about, um, but therefore I'm pleased to have our panel with us today. Um, Armin, you've been with Encona as an auditor and consultant and trainer, I think, since the beginning of Encona. Yes. So thank, <laughs> thank you very much. And you've just rushed to this straight out of a VDA 6.3 training. <laughs> no rest for the wicked. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> well, Armin. And we're also excited to have Brandon, who works closely with Armin as a project manager and an employee, uh, employee training auditor, I believe. So he joins Armin on all the, uh, the, the, the projects and they're assessing things for clients. Um, and last but not least, uh, welcome Stefan, our subject matter expert for today, certainly um, the one who's worked closest with TSAX. And so thank you for making time to join us today. Hello, everybody. Cool. So just a couple housekeeping things. Um, attendees, your, your, your cameras are often <laughs> muted, so you don't need to worry. But please feel free to use the chat function. Let us know where you are, chat away. Um, for my side, it's really helpful if you can use the Q&A block in the bottom of your screen when you do have questions. We have an initial presentation, um, but we will certainly open it up to any questions at the end. And if you use that box, it makes my life a little bit easier to make sure that I don't miss your questions. Uh, so let's get this started. When I hear TSEX, I think tax. And uh, two things for sure in life, death and taxes. Is another thing, if you work in the automotive industry, requirements are for sure as well. So, Armin, uh, what is TSEX? What's, what's the benefit to it? What is it? Yeah, Taryn, thank you. Uh, when I hear the first time from TSEX, I was also surprised, TSEX, what is that? A lot of people ask me, and the information flow was not so, yeah, there was for me a surprise and, and other very inf important information come from the OEM. Some customers send me some information. Hey, what is TSAX? I have to do that. What is that? And the most of companies are ignore them. They say, okay, what is TSAX? And TSAX, a lot of people say, oh, there's a certification. No, TSAX. The acronym of TSAX, I think that's uh, explained a little bit the, the wording and bring us in the right uh, direction what TSAX is. TSAX is an acronym and the wording what is in TSAX is trusted for T, information, security, assessment, exchange. Oh, that is TSAX. So that is a brand linked to NX connected and so now we have to see what we can follow up. What is then this TSAX based on? And always the people ask, yeah, what can I do first? Or what have I to do? And they say, oh, sorry, when I see that as a system expert or process expert in ISO, in IRTF, and VDA 6.3, all these kind of things, 
look, my analysis of this is first, companies have to follow the starting point, ISO 27001, as a very good starting point. So to understand well, the ISO uh, 7021, for, 7021 follow the high-level structure. Oh, high-level structure means all other system requirements follow the same uh, concept and co uh, the structure and helps company to get in. So that also that the VDA guidelines jump on this with their um, automotive association guidelines for TSACs and then it's coming up of questionnaires and information of security. So what is the, the benefit? Yeah, that is the people says, oh, is that another certification? So I say, no, no, stop. That is not a certification. That is a registration. A registration means, yeah, okay, but is that really a benefit for us? I say, yes, it is a benefit. If you don't do it, you're out of the business. That's what I learn from the OEM that is clear, stated, you have to have TZAX, otherwise you don't get any contracts and you, even you can't make any uh, quotes to the companies, to the OEMs, and what is then? Then you're falling back or you make a decision, you go out. But what is behind TZAX for me it is important with all this security and all these cyber attacks and everything what's coming up. I think TSACs bring us in a new higher level and helps us to secure our system, our management and standards. I think that is what I think very important that we open our eyes, we open our mind to follow, okay, not say, oh, TSACs is the next big thing what you have to do and cost a lot of money. No, we have to see what is our benefit. And I guarantee you the result is visible for the participants and all for all. Awesome, so Armin, you kind of touched on this. Um, or oh, oh, Stefan, is it just another nice to have label? No, it's not, it's not. Um, like Armin told, um, it's about uh, it's a management uh, system, and every management system um, uh, is is based on the uh, management of existing risks. Risks are raising not just because of uh, cyber security items and so on, but also um, the the effect on your on your customer when something is going wrong. Uh, is much bigger than in former times uh, because uh, the automotive development became a, a much more uh, complex challenge during the years. Uh, we can see this that for, for the last decades already. And so uh, this leads to the, to the necessity uh, that we have to handle the existing risks in a system and to do it systematically. And um, we also can compare Armin told about uh, the basis for this uh, TSAX uh, um, that is existent in, in the ISO 2701. We can compare it to the, the IATF. It's also mandatory if you're a manufacturer for, for uh, parts in the automotive. And uh, the IATF is based on the ISO. And so the TSAX has become a mandatory requirement 
by by the OEMs, at, at least the European OEMs. This started a few years ago, and it's it's uh, getting wider and wider, and it's also an international requirement, uh, and um, you can't do without. That's what we mean if we say it's do or die. You can't do without. It's mandatory. So you are in the business or you are outside of the business if you don't have that. And this TSAX compliant ISMS is always based on this ISO 2701. It's, this is a high level uh, norm and you can have a certificate on that. But TSAX is uh, going further because automotive industry has defined additional um, additional labels that are containing separate um, requirements. And so uh, it depends on your customer what label will be suitable for your business. And um, this is, uh, well, uh, another, another um, um, uh, positive thing is that uh, the TSAX uh, is different from uh, certification, for example, in 2701, but you also could have. Um, the TSAX guarantees that the automotive customers um, accept this label because it's listed and it's trusted. But it's, it's said with a name. They mean that if you are listed in it, it doesn't need any additional audits at your site. Uh, your scope is labeled and that is, is accepted that you are uh, competent and that you are able to, to take the responsibility for your practice uh, in uh, spite of the information security. And um, that's also a thing uh, the TSAX label will fulfill this requirement that the, the customers and the automotive have. And um, it leads also to a, a, a higher value of your company um, and you will be considered as a, as a reliable partner then. This is all additional value uh, for, your, for your company. I had to kind of laugh at that. I'm pretty sure most of the people on this call were happy hearing fewer audits. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> so what's your experience with um, implementing TSEC? Stefan, you in particular, personally, your company um, mm. has been TSEC labeled already five years ago, which means you've had to go through a renewal as well. Do you want to tell us a bit about that process and that experience? Yes, there were always new, new tasks again uh, that we didn't consider first. And it's always changing a little bit, but um, we always thought that we had really, we were really aware of information security. But uh, it's not just about uh, security that's walking around, uh, or, or uh, it's uh, there are many things that we had to to uh, uh, take care of uh, additionally, uh, and a, a huge lot of tasks. Um, uh, were added to the daily business and, and uh, at first it was a hump that we have to had to face but in the end all these things became a routine uh, and 
it was uh, it's frankly good business practice because it's risk management and this rich risk management ensures the the um, the whole uh, uh, working of your of your company uh, it it makes your results better it makes your uh, processes more effective and this is not only with with quality management systems it's the same with with TSEX. yeah well, a lot of management systems, I'm certainly the kind of person who doesn't like, I, I like to do curly lines, <laughs> you know, but uh, the systems to me, they're in place because it, they're actually a lot of common sense. If most people practiced common sense, we wouldn't actually need to have detailed systems. Maybe that sounds a little bit harsh, but yeah. they are business practice. <laughs> um, uh, Brandon and and. When it comes to suppliers and the projects you've been working on, do you have any examples to give us? Yes, um, I've actually got two examples that I find very interesting. Um, a little while ago, I was over in the Netherlands and we were at a company doing training for something else. And they, this company was um, TZAX registered. And uh, as a guest at their company, we found very interesting that as soon as you walk in the door, you get to reception and things like that. And you can't go anywhere from them. We realized we couldn't use the toilet without uh, a key card. The security is very uh, strict. It's not just involved in one department, it's everything. It's uh, where your employees have access to certain places at certain times of the day. So we had to be given guest key cards just to go from uh, the boardroom to the toilet. It's, uh, it's quite something, I'll, I'll be honest. And. Um, <laughs> Then also we had a second company we did a gap analysis for down here in South Africa. Um, it was a manufacturer for two OEMs. And um, also we found very interesting how it's uh, what information your employees need to know and what they don't need to know. Yeah. One, uh, they were manufacturing uh, parts for the OEMs where two OEMs had come to an agreement where they were going to produce the same vehicle in the one factory for, the, mm -hmm. for both brands, I should say. And because of that, the part that this one company now has to produce for two, the employees could realize that the parts coming out of the factory were for the other OEM, and yet they were putting a different brand on them. And the employees knew straight away that it's not right, we're producing the wrong parts. But yeah, um, yeah long story short, it's, it's a need to know basis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my experience with supplier is first, you think, uh, I have to be registered and uh, pay my 450 or 50, 500 euro and everything is done. And then I can carry on like it was and can make some quotes. But some, they don't realize that with the registration, the first registration, the process starting. And it was always a wondering to see, hey, then they come as how we can implement that and that was my, a little bit shocked on this case and says, uh, when I asked them, so TSAX, what do you do now? Ah, that is a part of IT. I said, aha, uh -huh. what, what do you think it's IT? Ah, that IT will manage that. So, but what did not realize that is not only the IT, that's the whole management is involved in this process. And that's okay. And that is very important. When you, when you take the bridge to the 9001, if the management is not involved, we say, okay, quality management do everything. That's the same mistake what a lot of companies have done in the past. 
The same with ITF. ITF only works where the whole management is involved and the whole management of the whole company follow a certain rules. So the same with TSAX. It's, it's the mindset not there and says, oh, that makes IT. I guarantee you a lot of costs coming up. And that's what we would try to inform our suppliers say, please make sure you understand the whole process. Read the things, read all the standards, read the requirements, what is behind. But also when I talk to Stefan, but Stefan, um, that was my first point for five years ago that he was TSAX uh, registered and at the point also re-registered uh, and always when I see, oh, that is not so easy to do everything alone. And that is not only the supplier, the supplier go on the market and will see, oh, what, who can help me? And then it says, often when I see a quote, the quote coming from an IT company. So and often that's why I audit also some IT companies, they like to do to sell their ITs, they like to do to follow their own rules. And we, I think all, a lot of companies, what I auditing in my, in my life, and I have all, over 4,000 audit days on my shoulder, it is always the IT was a little bit outside. So the little bit, so to understand why we need the system, why is the system helpful? And is it not only to do with uh, automotive industry, that is a mindset. The companies yeah. have to understand why we need that. It helps us, it brings us the benefit that doesn't matter, it's ITF, it is, is a TSAX, is it a 14,000, 27,001? If we understand that in companies or we push them to understand, I think that makes for everybody the life much easier. And I can only push the people. This is when, when I make leadership training, I said, please, you have to understand that is an investment. When I make the investment, I expect a return of investment out of this, what I put in. And what is the return of investment? I have a safe company, a trusted company. The OEM trusted us what we do and all these kind of things. And I think that is what we have to push also the supplier, the whole supply chain to follow the certain rules. And I think that is my uh, yeah, understanding also for management systems to follow the rules, to follow them you get better processes, you get less scrap, you get the better uh, communication to your customer. And that's what we want. We don't want fighting with customer. We don't want fighting with any standards. I love standards. They help us and not the, the squeeze us, they help us. That is my point, what I saw. And uh, as a last point, I had, uh, that is not so long, Stefan was with me in this call. Uh, Stefan, maybe you remember the phone, he said, I mean, I have to do a quote tomorrow. <laughs> he asked me, what is TSAX? I said, oh, you are very late. Uh. He never knows what it is. But in this case, I only tell to the OEMs, please inform more and more the people, the supplier base to TSAX. Not only send a letter, and that's what about my first impression in the beginning, that the OEM sent a letter to the supplier and in this letter say, you have to do TSAX. And that is, in my opinion, not the right way. We have to start to bring these people, this mindset. And I think everybody have, have fun and everybody have then the benefit what we're talking about 
since the beginning. I completely, yeah. I, agree, I agree completely, uh, totally. Um, you have to think uh, of it like an investment and uh, the return of invest is, is the core of it. Um, it's not just about having higher security. Uh, it's about winning contracts, for example. You don't lose contracts because if it's mandatory, you will not get any uh, further contracts and you will lose your contracts if you don't have it. And you also uh, learn and improve uh, processes and you learn more about your firm. So it's do or die. If you want to take part in this automotive business, it's mandatory, you have to do that. You also can do without, but there are a bit different businesses just uh, but if, if, if you want to take place in the, in the automotive business, you can't do other. And our advice is uh, don't rest on your laurels um, because uh, establishing the management system takes time and uh, might require huge changes in your, in your organization. But in the end, you, you reap uh, the benefits uh, in our case, it was a two-year process with no external uh, support. Um, uh, you might uh, be able uh, to improve upon it if you use external support, um, uh, because there are many questions you don't understand from this uh, this uh, VDA questionnaire fully uh, and. Uh, there is, is a certain uh, kind of understanding, is a certain kind of facing the problems then, uh, and this sometimes is quite different from a, from a uh, certification like, like ISO, for example. So Armin, um, if you go to a company, um, they want to implement a management system, for example, uh, ISO, um, what kind of timeline uh, are they looking on? Yeah, Stefan, that's a very good question. The timeline is always what they ask me. Uh, the best is uh, when they ask me, what is the timeline? Is it next week finished that we can certify so that is some people come in there? But I have a nice example in um, other industry. They want to implement the first digital um, quality management system or management system in their company and they ask me how what is the process what is the timeline and they say the timeline can be four months can be three years but what mm -hmm. is the key what is the key the key is always yeah. then I put it, uh, the key is that the management support so if the management don't support then can be five years and you not get to the end but the point is what I always suggest in, in three phases. In this case, first, you prepare, you inform what you want to do to, let's say, prepare first the documentation. And that is very helpful for the ISO that they have uh, uh, this uh, high level structure. And always I will, I will tell you that the, combine, the combination into the 7021. So that is not the, uh, a, a big, let's say a big advantage to put it in. So that's what I say, okay, make it in three phases, inform the people, train the people that they understand what we want to do. And then the second part on, and prepare the second part. And that is the hardest part in the phase two to implement in each section of a company. 
It's not yeah. only art quality making or this, but some, com- some departments in companies, even they don't understand why, why I'm involved. I make my job, I make my things, and that's it. The IT is the same uh, thing. So IT is a special area. Sales is a special area. That's my experience always when I coach companies to implement. A wrong thing is always to say, ah, I mean, can you implement the management systems? And no, I can't. You have to do it. I can only coach you. I can drive you in the right direction. I can help you to qualify your people. And that comes to a point of the, yeah, what cost me that? And I say, listen, qualification, you qualify your people, that costs nothing. And some people then quiet, they say, why cost nothing? That is an investment. You invest in the qualification of people. So that means you get a return of invest. You have better processes. You have less scrap. You have stable processes. No customer complaints or less customer complaints. All these kind. It's a lot of things. When I see in companies so many KPIs around, and eighty percent, sixty percent, they do something or nothing. They have a plenty of data but you cannot do anything. And when I make the slash to, to the implementation, the people want to do it. But if you see that the top management do not support them, then it's a very hard job. Then it's often two years, three years before they understand. And often the OEM make the pressure on these people and say, why you implement the IITF system? Why you implement the ISO? Often the answer is, yeah, the OEM wants. Why you invest the other TSACs? Yeah, why the customer mandatory? They say, please, make your mindset in a different way. They say, oh, is that maybe a system or helps my company to get set up in a better level? And this mindset, that's what I, in my job, I hope I can bring more and more people in this mindset and you're thinking, okay, Management system is for me. If it's good for me, automatically it's good for the customer. Of course, I have to follow customer requirements. Of course, I have to follow the legal requirements. Or, and that's often the part I have to follow my own requirements in the company. And I can't understand when I see companies, they break their own rules. <laughs> in this, this case, you cannot have a benefit. And that's what I want always uh, to talk to the people, please. The system is for you. Doesn't matter. Is ITF? Is it TSAX? Is it um, 27,001? Doesn't matter. It's for you. It's for the company and helps to bring it in another level. And if you don't do it, you don't have a chance to survive on the market. So easy is that. Or some people. Stefan mentioned do or die. Sorry. (laughs) Yes, that's right. And the, the, the third level is always, if it is implemented, then please audit, monitor internally. I know internal audit is the hardest part from auditing. So we know the process, we know the people. So that is very hard. But even when I see how the people deal with internal audit, it's the same with, uh, with uh, TSAX when, when Stefan says, yeah, they come always with new points around the corner to implement new things. Also, the TSAX, say the TSAX assessors, they also learn every audits or every audits what you do, they learn more and more. Mm-hmm. And that's clear. So I have to understand why this. Is it a, a, 
a benefit for me, then I do it. And I say clearly to everybody, if you don't understand it, if you don't want to do it, leave it. It makes no sense, costs a lot of money, and you will not be happy. Start in the right way, implement, then uh, implement it, bring the, uh, the, um, the top management in the boat. The top management must go and, and push everybody to say that's our company, we want to do it. And I think that is uh, what, we, what we have to try to help companies to understand. Sometimes it's very, very bad for them to bring them the mirror to see, oh, where I'm standing. And that's why I say, that's why I always laugh and say, I have made the tick box in the, in the computer, in the, in the uh, computer for the, no, what you call it, in the portal. I have the tick box in the portal done and think, oh, now I'm safe. I get uh, my, my request for quotation. I can do it. Now I say, please, then you have to start. Where's your action plan? The first step, where's your gap analyzed that you see, nobody can say we have nothing. No, that's wrong. That is not a behind, you have something, you have IT in place, you have people working in place, your management system, most of them are certified IATF or ISO. So put on the 27,000 and I think then that's the right way to, to carry on and to make also your company happy and also your customer happy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Armin and Stefan, you've actually both touched already on what my next question was going to be, which was, you know, is this just an IT department thing? But I think you've made it uh, super clear that it isn't only IT departments. I mean, we're covering all sorts of information and yeah, uh, with TSEX. It's not just the digital information. It's also physical information, security, Um and and uh, Stefan, you were explaining certainly you know, fun. It might be about fifty percent management, fifty percent IT, because you're using the infrastructure. Yes, I agree. Yeah, and it could be a major mistake that uh, they consider it only as a, as a IT department's problem. It's it's not so. Um, you you need to develop new knowledge and and seek advice for external lawyers, for example, also for for. Uh, contractual things like like GDPR, you have to to uh, rework your contracts with your employees, for example, you have to to face that uh, certain rules in your company uh, are are not compliant with that. And you have to consider every process in the whole firm uh, and to check it uh, against uh, uh, the, the uh, TSAX. Uh, and um, so every process is uh, has to face this, these requirements. We can see here a lot. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just reading there what's in front of me and it it's really touches absolutely all aspects of the business. Just like other systems do, yeah? And you can't disclose anything about that. So it's the same as uh, quality management, for example, it touches all aspects of your business. Um, not just quality or, or IT department, it's the same here. Uh, yeah. Management uh, is, is affected, your partner management or your customers or your suppliers are affected, the relationship to them and the processes that you are, uh, that you are uh, uh, practicing with them. 
than uh, your structural security, for example. It's your, about your building. It's about uh, your security, security systems, for example. Could be an alarm system. Could be how you how you um, um, put your your uh, for example your prototype parts in stock. How you protect them from external access. Uh, for of course, IT security. It's a, it's a huge thing, but it's also the organization itself. How do you handle it? How do you improve your system? How do you face new? Uh, new risks, for example, risk management is, is a, a, a certain thing. When we started, we couldn't imagine that there was a risk like a pandemic situation, for example, and sometimes there was. Yeah, so everything is changing all the time, and it's it's considering this this uh, TSAC uh, system, your information security security is considering the whole the whole firm everywhere information is handled or there is a content of information, this has to be uh, secure. This has, there are certain certain uh, things that you have to consider. It's uh, the availability of your uh, your data. It's uh, the, the um, confidentiality and the integrity of your data. You have to protect that. And the data is uh, inside of all your processes and is handled everywhere. And that's really the pillars of information security, isn't it? Confidentiality and availability. Yeah. Yeah. It um, is. It's actually very interesting to me. You've got to, you've got to not think this isn't just about email access. This is absolutely everything mm -hmm. throughout your, your organization. Um, and with Encona also going going through ISO 27000 and, and TSACS labeling, um, it's crazy the amount of aspects we've had to touch on, and we are touching on. We're we're in um, in process. Um, Good luck. <laughs> we're ticking along. So, do you want to run us through the process so people can understand? And in particular, Stefan, I've had a couple questions. I think mm -hmm. you're going to touch on them. Um, but if you could explain like, kind of how a scoring system works and, and maybe you've got a, a, an example of what's an actual label. What is this label thing instead yeah. of certificate? Well, the TSAX process, we can see it on this slide. Uh, it uh, consists in three steps. Uh, at first, before you come to the first step, you should have a, a management system, information uh, security management system. Um, uh, for example, based on ISO 2701. And then you come to this registration step. Uh, it's the simplest part of the process because it costs you only uh, uh, 480 euros and then you can sign in and register to this TSAX platform. This means that there uh, will be a scope uh, defined uh, and this scope is uh, to, con to be considered in your assessment. That's the second step. Um, the assessment um, means that you are uh, making, there, there is an assessor from a, from a, a um, testing uh, service provider and uh, this assessor uh, has a kickoff with you. Uh, there is a certain, certain uh, process uh, for an initial assessment. They are looking close into all your 
system, all your, your uh, processes, uh, and then the, the end of the initial assessment is the initial assessment report. And uh, there will be some findings, major or minor findings, and uh, this leads to corrective actions. Uh, you have to create a corrective action plan. And this also is considered then. Uh, and if you have uh, removed all your major uh, um, deviations and you have reached uh, a minor uh, uh, level uh, 2.7, uh, then you will get a temporary label and you can work uh, as, as compliant. Uh, but this doesn't mean that you can't uh, lay back and, and uh, not uh, handle these minor deviations. You also have to, to uh, get rid of them. And this happens in a follow-up. It takes you another few months to, to uh, get this follow-up. Uh, and after a, a successful follow-up, there will be a, a label without any, any uh, deviations. And this will be valid for uh, three years then. And this whole process uh, is about uh, six to nine months. Uh, you should not underestimate it because it's really long and you have to be really, you have to uh, really always to take it serious uh, that you uh, don't uh, lose any any things uh, you always have to to uh, take care of all the the deviations and and have to improve your system uh, in in every point that is mentioned here in this this uh, reports so this is a, a huge uh, work uh, to get through this assessment. It's not so easy. And uh, there's always something new uh, appearing, some questions that you don't expect. Uh, and it's always new, something new uh, in the inside of these reports because the time is changing and uh, your, your risks are changing. And sometimes within a uh, few months, uh, there will appear some new risks or they will be changing a little thing. So you have to handle it in a, in a different way, but there are always solutions. The, the, the uh, question is how you, you handle these risks and you handle the tasks that you are faced. And then if you're successful, in the end, um, there will be uh, the exchange of this uh, result. And uh, this means uh, in, in this step three, um, that on the platform where you are registered, uh, there will be published uh, a result. We also have a, a separate uh, slide for that. Um, so it looks like this, there's a, a result that you can see your scope ID, for example, and your location and um, company name and so on. And in the end, uh, there is also mentioned how the assessment ID was, uh, so uh, they can see whether you had a, a level two or a level three assessment, for example, assessment level. And the result of this is the TSEX label that you wanted to, to uh, reach. And the TSEX label is, is visible, you can publish it, you also can hide it, but there's no sense of that because the exchange is the, the, the major sense of this, this uh, TSAX labeling uh, in addition to the original 2701. And so if you have published that, every customer can 
uh, see within with a with a click uh, that you have, for example, an info very high and a proto uh, very high uh, labeling, and you are a, a reliable partner for tasks that are affected by such questions. And there's also uh, notice uh, the the time how long this label will run. Actually, so, just answered one of the questions that came through on a Q&A from, from Stephanie. Um, once a company receives a TSACS label, does it have an expiration date? Um, is there a recertification? And if there are fewer audits, does this mean there's not a yearly verification audit that the company is uh, adhering to the requirements? There's not a yearly verification audit. You have to do it by yourself. You have to do your, your uh, at least uh, uh, once a year audit. And you have to consider all your processes. And after three years, they come back to you and they will, uh, it's, a, it's a new label then. It's, it's uh, over your complete system. And so maybe you could uh, try not to do your internal audits uh, throughout the three years, but uh, this will lead to a, a huge problem because uh, they will recognize whether your uh, system is alive or not. Because in these three years, they happened a lot of things. There, there appeared new things like, like uh, for example, pandemic situation. And in the pandemic situation, there was a task uh, about uh, home office, uh, working in home offices, for example. Uh, this uh, was, we were, were faced with, with uh, problems about your IT uh, structure, for example, and also about risks with uh, confidentiality because there were many people uh, maybe at home that shouldn't be faced with your, with your information that you could share, for example. And uh, this means if you are not working uh, uh, constantly with your system, um, it won't be possible for you uh, after the three years uh, to make them, them obvious that your system really has a, a, um, a PDCA circle that really works because this is always uh, the, the core of a, of a management system. Um, without uh, without this this uh, improvement that's always has always to go on, um, you won't succeed in in being recertificated. Mm -hmm. I suppose at the end of the day, yes, it's not only an IT department thing, but it is including IT systems. And look how quickly. Uh, technology moves anyway. You certainly couldn't sit, sit for three years without having vast technological changes. Yeah. Um, thank you. Um, uh, Stefan, of course, at Encoda, we do consulting and training uh, in the TSACS environment, but I'm sure there's a lot of people here who'd like to start uh, looking into this. Uh, is there any publicly available information about TSACS? Yes, of course. Uh, everyone can everyone can find it in the internet. You can download it. There's a, a reference uh, manual about the um, the TSAX process itself. Uh, 
this describes uh, the the thing that were we we uh, called the the three uh, steps to TSACs. Uh, it's about getting the TSACs label and uh, getting through this this process, but it doesn't describe really how you should uh, handle the the um, the questions and the controls that you will be faced with. These controls are, are written down in this questionnaire, what you can also see here. Um, questionnaire, questionnaire is also available uh, free. Every can, one can download it and you will see lots of questions. Uh, this leads uh, to, to hundreds of things that you have to, to find answers on. And uh, the, the question is always how to understand it. Uh, that's what we had to learn for ourselves, that uh, it's quite difficult sometimes to, to find the differences in the, in the requirements, what should be uh, mandatory, what has to be mandatory, or also what's nice to have. It always depends on your label. It always depends on some, on some different um, requirements. So, um, you can find here very, very much questions, but uh, how to answer them will be uh, uh, a different thing. Stefan, I, sorry, uh, Stefan, I have a question. Is yeah. there, in your experience with the auditor or the make the assessment, is there any experience what kind of qualification um, TSACs would be expected that you can do an assessment uh, for companies, but for me, for my opinion is uh, we're talking about is not only IT is the whole management system. That means for me that an auditor he makes an assessment have to have to make an audit team with a, a system expert and a expert in TSACs and IT. That's what my thinking is. That is that the way uh, what. The experience, what you have with your assessor, what 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 audit your company? That's, I think, a question what a lot of people uh, looking for. So, what kind of qualification uh, or what kind of auditors we have to expect? Yes, the auditor has, uh, uh, of course, is experienced in in uh, auditing companies. Uh, some are more, some are less, but uh, everyone uh, can consider management systems. And they have always different questions because everyone has uh, different, different uh, um, special uh, expert knowledge. But uh, just in case, uh, if they ask you something for, for uh, your your um, technical uh, things of, of your IT system, um, you have to to find someone or you have to answer it for yourself, um, and it can be very specific. So we uh, had a team that were facing these questions. We had uh, roles. Everyone had his his special. Uh, rule. We had an information security officer. We also had um, someone from, from our HR department. Uh, so uh, these questions were always addressed to the, to, the, um, to the person who was really deep in this topic. And uh, 
we also prepared these these answers for the for the special uh, topics, but it's not so easy to to explain it if you are not in, in this uh, involved in these processes. Yeah, but in in, in other consequence, that means that the auditor himself or the audit team have also understand uh, in each different companies their process how mm -hmm. to implement a TSAX. It is not a like uh, you have a recipe, you do it like this and that's it. That mm. is also a lot of questions or um, how to uh, argue these topics in the questionnaire. So we know it also from other uh, standards. So that's my thinking that it's important what the audit or the audit team have to be as an experience come to, to the company to audit them. So that's what I expect. If I spend, invest the money like this, I want, I have professional TSAX, professional auditors to give me the, the right things and not always to see I, I come and will find something wrong so that I can make more money. That's mm -hmm. what I hear from some other companies. So that's why I'm, uh, for me, I'm facing, so which audit team make a real proper work since but uh, he make the final assessment also for yeah. uh, consulting or to help companies that they bring the right people in to do this job. Yes, throughout the years they may, might uh, gain the, the uh, expertise to, to uh, always to be uh, more secure in these questions and, and uh, we also learned uh, during the years how to, how to face the problems, how to face the TSAX requirement and how to handle it. But in the beginning, uh, uh, at least in the beginning, it would have been a, a major help uh, to have an external uh, expert who would uh, show us how to, how to handle these, these uh, controls and how to answer these questions and what we can do about it. Uh, and what would be the solutions, for example, also for the contractual, contractual situation. Um, this was a, a major thing that we also had to learn for years. And we still are at that process. <laughs> okay. sure. I've got a few open questions here for, for you guys. Anybody who wants to take them is welcome to. Um, first one. Nicole, Nikita, you must be in marketing like me, because this is the first question that comes to me to mind for me also. Is there a label that I can post on my website? Well, can I share the, my T-Sex labeling and how? Well, uh, it's it's shared on on uh, on the T-Sex platform. That's meant with the exchange in, in the wording T-Sex. But of course, uh, you are allowed, if you're uh, labeled with TSAX, you're allowed to share this, this uh, TSAX label on your website. Um, and you also can mention your, your uh, label, uh, how you're labeled. Um, we also do, but uh, feel free to do that. The major thing is that it's, that it's also uh, exchanged with your customers. For example, if you have a, a, a huge OEM like, like uh, Volkswagen or BMW, they have portals that are direct, directly linked to this, to this TSAX platform. So if you 
uh, your, they, they load up your, your actual label, uh, your uh, testing supplier does this, then you can um, exchange it also with the purchase department from your customer in case of having, they, they are having such a, such a portal and it's, it's uh, meant like this. So, but you also can, can publish it on your own website, of course. Yeah, I'm sure like a lot of companies put ISO certified in their footer, for example. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But there's um, no kind of a certificate that you can show. Yeah. 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 And I think you made that clear to me when we started prepping for this webinar, and I've learned a lot. Uh, there's no certificate that I hang on the wall. It's about this label and information exchange. Yeah. Um, so from Matthias, uh, when it comes to cyber attacks, how robust would you say is a TSEX uh, labeled company in comparison to a company without TSEX label? Hmm. Good it, uh, well, I think we learned uh, something about our. Uh, our uh, information security, and we learned a lot about information security, but in our case, it was more about uh, internal uh, risks. Uh, if somebody, some intruder came into this firm um, and not so much about uh, the cybersecurity from, from outside, but um, in the end, if, you're, if, you're, if you have a existing information security system and you are facing these these problems. I think it doesn't matter whether you're TSAX labeled or not, um, but uh, the TSAX raises the, the awareness. You also could, could use the, the questionnaire, the catalog, and check all these questions there and, and find your, your solutions uh, for answering that, even if it's not, if it's not sufficient that the, the, um, the um, the auditor would would uh, consider them as uh, to be to be valid, but uh, the questions that you have to face uh, that are all written down there, and um, you have to find solutions for that. For example, mm -hmm. um, and it's uh, sometimes very clear. Sometimes it's a little uh, gloomy in the formulations, uh, like like they are uh, telling it, but. Um, in, in fact, uh, I think the TSAX uh, raises the awareness of, of the things uh, and, and uh, if somebody will uh, give you, give you a, a, a label for that, in our case, it was also a satisfaction that we did a good job, that we succeeded in, in answering the questions in a, in a maturity label that was valid for that. And mm -hmm. if you don't do a label uh, like that, uh, maybe if you're doing a, a, a self-assessment uh, with uh, ISO 2701, uh, your, your own requirements won't be so, so hard. You don't have to con convince an auditor with your, with your solution. Um, and for yourself, you may be, uh, or an internal auditor is maybe uh, easier to satisfy. Yeah, so I think there's an additional value. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> um, uh, a question from Noluzuko. 
My organization recently received an assessment form uh, from a customer mm -hmm. to complete the TSAX assessment. We didn't, nobody knew what this was. So that's why they're on the webinar today. Thank you for joining. Hopefully it's useful to you guys. Uh, so their IT department is outsourced. Um, how do we start with the implementation of TSACs? Because we barely answered yes to the assessment questions. Well, the IT department in our case, it's also outsourced. We have an external IT administration as an administrator, but we uh, also have an internal uh, information security officer and the information security officer, the most important guy here, um, because he is he's uh, handling all the threats. He is uh, aware of all the questions and he's the, the master of your information security system. Uh, so the external uh, IT department, um, He's just, he's, that's a supporting process for you. And of course, it's, they are important. They have to, to answer all the questions, but uh, there also would be a conflict uh, if they would also be the information security officer. This have to be two different persons. So um, you have to, to be aware that uh, the, the IT department is, is able to fulfill all your your needs in just in case of, of uh, the tasks that are uh, new, maybe they, they are not able to, to fulfill these tasks. Um, then you also have, you also had to, to have some different support if your internal IT department is not able to answer these questions. So this won't be a problem. The, ISO, I, I would recommend that the ISO is an internal person because uh, he has always, uh, he, he must always have the, the overview on everything what happens with your information security in all, all over your firm in every process. And I think you don't want to show your external uh, IT department everything what happens, for example, in the in the um, human resources department, and also they are not allowed to see that. So there have to be some, some restrictions also, also for the IT department. You have to find several uh, mechanisms, uh, for example, log servers and so on. Uh, they don't, they, they shouldn't be able to uh, to influence the results of that uh, and to, to uh, make different uh, view for your uh, information security officer because the information security officer always has to to see the whole uh, landscape of the problems without any influence from from different person, especially not a external person. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Um, question from Daniel. Um, what are the most common findings of a TSEX audit? Sorry, I suppose that's a bit like a how long is a piece of string question. Well, I don't know, uh, because they are so different. Uh, in our case, uh, there was one major finding that our, our, uh, our roommate has ha had not uh, 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 subscribed um, uh, non-disclosure agreement. 
she, she didn't see anything of our information, but she could theoretically, and this was a major deviation. So this was to handle very easy, but there also uh, were some things about, for example, the coding of our, of our uh, security system. And this was something that we couldn't uh, manage and, uh, for ourselves, we couldn't answer it for ourselves. We had to contact the manufacturer of the security system of our alarm system and uh, they also had to had to uh, ask the the developer for that and uh, so these these findings show the very uh, wide range of of uh, the the topics that you can be faced with and um most things that we had were the last time were about um, for example, the, the um, encryption of our internal net, it was not so much uh, whether it was not necessary, how it was documented. And, and uh, it's not so easy to find out all these specific questions because in this case, it was a special topic from the special auditor. A different auditor wouldn't have to, wouldn't have asked these questions they would have asked different questions. So for example, in our first audit, what we had, it was most things about uh, cloud uh, services. For example, we have some, some uh, cloud services from, from Microsoft, for example, and they asked us to have a special contract with, with Microsoft uh, on, on uh, different questions, uh, how they should handle our data. Um, of course, Microsoft don't even respond our, of, uh, on our questions, but uh, we had to find in this in these contracts that are hundreds of pages. We had to find is exactly the, the 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 items that were satisfying these these questions and these requirements. And this you had to to. Um, you had to use a lot of fantasy uh, to to really to find these things and to to know how how it was meant and how it could be answered. And this is often how we uh, are uh, handling it. Sometimes it's only through the risk management, so you can weaken it. But it always depends on the special kind of the requirements. Is it a requirement that's mandatory that you don't have to, you can't manage uh, anything about it, you just have to fulfill it. And in some other cases, it, it depends on your, your uh, experience and, and on your, on your uh, knowledge about uh, how to handle an uh, information security system and how to handle uh, especially this TSAX uh, requirements. So you can get rid of these problems uh, and we'll get your label then. Yeah. And try. Good luck negotiating with Google or Microsoft. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, from Ahmed, uh, what is the main gap between TSEX and ISO 27000 and one? The main gap is that uh, in the case of 2701, you have to, to fulfill the requirements of this, of this norm, but it's not, uh, it's not obvious out of this, 
this uh, norm, uh, what will be sufficient for the for the uh, successful uh, answering the the questionnaire of of ISO of, of ISA. Um, the VDA questionnaire is very very concrete, uh, where you can't negotiate uh, the uh, the requirements where you have to to uh, consider requirements to be mandatory, and in the case of the ISO, you could say it's always under consideration of your of your firm. How big are you? What's the purpose of your of your uh, your business? And um, the difference between uh, the handling the ISO is that you have to consider uh, certain parts of your firm. Um, and in the TSACs, you have to consider your whole firm, but it depends on the label what you want to achieve. And this always makes the difference uh, how your, your assessment will look like and how strong your uh, uh, information security system um, has to be uh, armed. And, um, but you can't disclose anything what you say it's not necessary for my business, but it's content of your scope. So uh, they, they consider everything what's content of your scope to be necessary to be considered for TSACs. And that's a difference in, in handling it. But in case of if you're if you're looking at your whole scope with and without any disclosure, then the ISO of course will be a, a perfect basis for for uh, uh, achieving uh, to uh, to a really uh, quick uh, labeling with TSACs. It's the best uh, the best uh, basis for that. Okay, perfect. So they're complementary. Mm -hmm. Um, Manny mentioned that he actually had to leave the call, but he did ask, I mean, I'm not sure if this is one for you more, what are the planning costs for the implementation of TSACs? In this case, that's also difficult to answer. Yeah. We have only some, uh, let's say, example of quotes, what we saw, and uh, you must, that's from 50,000 up, 50,000 euro up. It depends on how big a company is and how hmm. often he needs some support. So yeah. that is, that's my experience, what I have to see quotations and so on. The, the investment is uh, yeah, quite, quite high, especially for smaller company. Yeah. So, okay, that's, that's my experience. Maybe Stefan, you have some. Yes, in, in case of the just the assessment and, and uh, the labeling, uh, what you have to pay to the uh, to the to, to the um, uh, assessment provider, it's between ten and fifteen thousand euros, for example. But this doesn't contain uh, the the uh, effort for your uh, for managing your own system, for creating your own system, um, and. Uh, in, in case of the of the system, how to to get a good uh, information security system that's really uh, valid for the for the TSEX, um, it's always a thing. Um, what there's there's not a way uh, where you can say it's the best to do that. Um, but as I can consider it from my own experience. Um, we had a lot of internal uh, um, uh, 
work uh, and and there was uh, at least a year uh, someone was working with with uh, very high um, high capacity uh, for a year on these topics and if you consider that uh, this leads up to, to a higher uh, five-digit uh, amount. So uh, it could also be a six-digit amount. It always depends on uh, how your, your firm is, is prepared for that. And for example, if you have to, to uh, marry this with, a, with, a, with a, uh, quality management systems, and uh, usually you have to, then it gets more and more complicated because Several persons are involved into that. There's must not be, but uh, uh, often there is a, a quality uh, management uh, officer. And if they have to come to one point, the quality management officer and the, the ISO, then it's getting more and more complicated. And it also has to be adjusted between these. And every department has to be involved. So if you have external uh, support for that, and an expert gives you uh, a, a way how you should consider these uh, questions in a special view, uh, then this uh, would ease uh, very much the, the doing how you can go through the process for making your, uh, your uh, quality management systems and your uh, information security system, for example, um, fit for, for being valid for the TSACs. Um, so you can see the TSACs labeling itself, it's the minor problem. If you consider the cost, it's, it's uh, expensive, it's more ex uh, expensive than some other certificates, but the most expensive is what you can do uh, this, uh, besides this, and the most expensive is what you can do wrong beside this, if you are not experienced in it, and if you have no support for that. Mm -hmm. At least we've got a ballpark there. So ballpark of the kind of costing, and it really depends on, on yeah. the situation where your organization is. Um, Silk has asked, is there an overview of which OEMs accept TSACs labeling or require, I guess, what we've learned now is that they, the, which OEMs require TSEX labeling um, and an overview of those that will rely on the outcome without requiring further specific security related audits performed by them or delegates. Right now, only VW, BMW, Mercedes uh, go for TSEX in an official way. Yeah. Um the reason is that TSAX is a label that's created from the ENX, and the ENX is a club um, that it's, it's founded uh, of the European uh, um, car manufacturers and also about uh, of some, some um, suppliers such as Bosch, for example, or Continental. And uh, this uh, club is is uh, present all around the world because if you're, for example, in the US, you of course have some some uh, some companies that are uh, strictly American, but uh, we are in a globalized world, and 
For example, if you're looking at Chrysler, it's content of FCA, that is content of Stellantis. So it's a European firm and they are also part, for example, PSA and, and FCA, they are also part of DNX. So um, it's disclosing, for example, the, the uh, Japanese uh, manufacturer, but in case of the, the European and all what's dependent from the European manufacturers, um, it's mandatory and they're all in this club. So they are all, uh, um, they're all asking you for having these, this TSAX label um, earlier or later. It's just a, a matter of time. So in our case, it was BMW because we are, uh, we are resident in Munich here and uh, BMW asked for that five years ago or six years ago. And this was uh, mandatory for us to, to win it. And nobody else in those times knew about that. And we, when we looked into these, this uh, TSAX listing, we couldn't find any of our customers, for example. We couldn't find any of the suppliers there, but uh, time after time, uh, they uh, they got more and more inside this this uh, listing and uh, so in the end you will find everyone everyone in the in the automotive industry inside of the TSAC system. Mm -hmm. Nobody can uh, do without it here here in in Europe and also in the companies that are uh, part of the the, the concerns that are uh, European. So for example. Volkswagen, there it's also mandatory. And if you go to a different plant in, in uh, South Africa or, or the US, uh, then if it's a Volkswagen plant, it's also mandatory there. Okay. Um, so just to clarify, we can check on the NX website and then mm -hmm. we it'll be clear who's all part of this the NX association. Yeah, if you're registered there, you can see everything. Perfect. Um, apologies, it's gotten dark here. It's South Africa, load shedding. Good news, <laughs> the Wi-Fi is working. Um, uh, so I've got a last question for you. It's a long one. I hope I word this correctly. Jacob, thank you for um, always actually answer, <laughs> asking questions uh, in the webinars. But um, if I don't ask this correctly, we'll email you, Jacob, in case it's confusing. It's a long one. Mm -hmm. Okay. According to VDA ISA 5, um, uh, clause 8.3.1, it is possible to exempt the transport of vehicles, components, or parts classified as requiring protection arranged are a measure in accordance with the customer requirements. What evidence can I show with the TSACs to comply with point 8.1.2 of IATF 16949? And do I consider the TSACs as an integrated software or tool? Well, it's not software or tool. Did that make sense? Or do I need to email you and we can get back? In the end, I forgot about the start of the question. It was a very long one. <laughs> okay. 
Jacob, I hope it's okay. Um, I will mail the guys and we will yeah. mail you. And uh, for anybody who, who wants to see the answer, I'll include it. We'll have the recording um, up on our blog and, and on the um, podcast by the end of the week. And I'll certainly highlight this as a response to this question. In that, uh, we will also be sharing the slides at that point. Let me just copy paste this one before I accidentally close the webinar and lose that question. Um, that's it. Unless there are any other questions from anyone, thank you. That was quite a few questions that came through, and that's a lot of detail. Um, had a really good turnout and I hope everybody has found this useful and it's certainly since I started in this industry you know everybody's like t-sex schmisex so I hope that brought a lot of clarity um guys thank you very much for your time today we'll speak soon thank you thank you, thank you. bye all right bye, -bye.